episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go, they made how many of those? And we give each and every sequel a fair trial. My name is Justin Camps, and I'm here with Elizabeth Helley and Tyler Hymanson. Oh, and we are in the Christmas spirit today, my <laughs> friends. Jingle bells, jingle bells. Um, anyways. Halloween's gonna... over. It's Christmas now. Yeah, we're over it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's how it works. We now. took a little Screw you Thanksgiving. <laughs> we took a little deep dive back underground with the tremors, and now we're back for the holiday spirit. That's right. We came up from the bunker. Yeah. <laughs> to get some eggnog. And it's snowing out. Holy oh, shit. <laughs> oh wait, no, it's ash from the fire. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, that's it, terrible. Why did you say that? <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. It is the ex- exact opposite of Christmas here in California. It is, it is, yeah, it is a California winter. <laughs> yeah. Santa. Wait, the only Santa we have is the Santa Annas. Uh. Uh, so before I go too far, I just want to say you uh, already went too far with that joke. Eh, whatever. <laughs> um, we uh, normally I try to you know remember to thank my brother for the theme song at the end of the show, but we got a special one. You just heard our very first cr- official Christmas edition, our, ho- ho- our Holly Jolly edition. That's right, the remix. Holly Jolly <laughs> remix of uh, the Sequel Rights theme, which we don't really have a name for. It's just called Sequel Rights theme. It's uh, called Sequel Rights. Ode yeah. to Justice, <laughs> as I think is this. Ode to Justice, <laughs> as I think is this version is called. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he went all out on this one, and it is awesome. I hope you guys are enjoying the festivities here around the podcast. Um, well, the reason we're in Christmas spirit is we're talking about the Home Alone series. Home Alone, which I was under the impression there was only three, but there's apparently five. Yeah, Ooh. most people know of the third at least, but yeah, no, we know of all of them. <laughs> or we all will five. soon, anyway. <laughs> we haven't seen them yet. We already got some ominous comments from some people on our Instagram. Instagram, yeah. Oh, about like, ooh, you're gonna, you should get a reward for uh, surviving <laughs> past number three. But you know what? That's what we do here in the podcast. We love it. Yeah, we, we do. We're not scared. We watched all the missing in action movies. That's right. <laughs> we're trying to kill ourselves one sequel at a time. But every once in a while, we get to watch a genuinely great, great movie. movie. Like where a child is genuinely trying to kill people. <laughs> yeah. In self-defense. Sure. Totally. In super fun ways. <laughs> uh, so anyways, I know you guys have probably already seen it. You know what we're talking about. But just in case, why don't we watch that Home Alone trailer? Where are you going? We're going to miss a plane. When the McAllister family left on their Christmas vacation. Did we miss the plane? <laughs> no, you just made it. Yeah. They forgot one small thing. Have yourself. I have a terrible feeling. Did you lock up? Yeah. Do we set the timers on the lights? Mm-hmm. What else could we be forgetting? Our troubles will be ours. Kevin! Ah! Home alone. Police in the northern suburbs are on the lookout for a pair of burglars who are calling themselves the Wet Bandits. We know that you're in there. It's Santa Claus. And it's Elf. Get off my property. This is my house. I have to defend it. Where's your mother? My mom's in the car. Where's your father? He's at work. What about your brothers and sisters? I'm an only child. Where do you live? Can't tell you that. Why not? Because you're a stranger. He's a kid. I mean, what can a kid do to us? Kids are stupid. I know I was. You still are, Mark. This is it. Wow. Those guys look like they're getting the shit kicked out of them. (laughs) (laughs) Shouldn't have messed with Macaulay Culkin. Never. 
This is like the beginning of the trend of movies with like precocious kids torturing adults in various ways, right? Or would, would I think Prom Child it? was before this movie? Oh yeah, yeah, Wait. it would have definitely yeah. been before this. Oh, I think it was the same, maybe. Same year. This was nineteen ninety. Ninety. I don't know when Prom Child was. I can't remember. I want to say ninety two. It was also nineteen ninety. Was Prom Child? Oh, oh, okay. Damn. So, you know, it's one of those twin, uh, which twin one movies came first? Things, Problem Child you know? came first. The scripts yep. were floating around and whatnot. But I mean, uh, let's just get it right out of the bag here. This movie is superior to Problem Child, right? Yeah, and <laughs> everyone way. agrees. And ev- and everyone way. agrees here. And everyone. What? No, yes. Because if you is. don't, we're ending the podcast right now. <laughs> no, it is. It, it is. It's uh, it's got very high pedigree. Is you Daniel know? Stern better than Michael Richards? Maybe not. Yeah. So. Oh, that's, an, that's a good point. They're kind of like similar. Daniel Stern didn't try on. to bang Kevin's mom. <laughs> true, 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 true. But in fairness, she was not there. <laughs> <laughs> he might have tried. The uh, wet bandits. So, yeah. It's... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's so sick. <laughs> This is a family movie, you guys. (laughs) Moving on. This is an explicit podcast. (laughs) Every fucking week. Yeah, do we don't really earn the? Yeah, we do. We swear a fuck time. Only swearing. Yeah. (laughs) We do. Yeah. Or like, I think just the species series alone probably put us. Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, Anyways, this is family film by John Hughes and Chris Columbus. Mm. Who knew Chris Columbus (laughs) could direct a good movie? Jack of all trades, Chris Columbus. I just don't like most of his movies. Me neither. What about Rent? (laughs) (laughs) That was like the worst possible one you could have said. (laughs) Boo. What about, I don't know. Don't say Harry Potter. Bicentennial Man. (laughs) (laughs) I don't mind him. He's a a journeyman director. Uh, Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, so, uh, I mean, yeah, written by John Hughes. I think that's probably like, I mean, that's like a, a lot of the heavy lifting right there. Yes. I mean, that yeah. and the casting of Macaulay Culkin. Yes. Amazing. Well, like it's insane how young he was in that movie. Like, yeah, I thought for sure that my girl must have been first. Cause he looks even younger in that one, uh-huh. but it was actually after. Yeah. He's, I mean, he literally is like a nine. He's nine. Yeah. yeah. And the reason he got cast is like, he was in uncle buck, uh, which John Hughes had done previously. Yeah. And John was like, Hey, you should check out uh, this guy, this kid, Macaulay Culkin. I think he's good. And Christopher Columbus was, or Chris Columbus was, Christopher Columbus. <laughs> Chris, <laughs> was like, get out of here, you Native Americans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is my land. <laughs> Chris, Give me all the spice. <laughs> Chris Columbus was like, I want to find my own kid. I'm good at finding kids. And then he gave up and went with Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> Yeah. That's that's the roundabout but, wave. Yeah, you know, Macaulay Culkin is great. Like, you could just get that out of the way, like, right at yeah. the beginning. He's so good in this movie. And just yeah. the way he delivers the lines, like, that, you know, you could be like, I feel like any other kid, you would have been like, fucking shut like, the shut, hell up. I mean, the problem child kid, we hate that kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was like the same type of thing, and he was annoying as well. Well, in this one, like, I kind of forgot that he pretty much talks to the camera at some yeah. point or is yeah. talking to He's himself talking out loud. And, and the has, whole time it's not Ferris, that annoying it has the ferris bueller thing yeah mm-hmm. not not as self-aware as ferris bueller but yeah sure. like you have to suspend your disbelief that this kid would be talking out his plans the entire time so, so i think most people have seen this movie 
So I'm going to say we probably don't have to talk through the entire plot. The entire plot. He's home alone. Shit goes down. He gets left home alone. After watching it, like, so I was kind of watching it. Usually I watch this movie pretty much every year. Yeah. Let's talk about, uh, yeah. How, what is your guys' uh, um, relationship with the this movie or the series? Uh, we own the VHS. Uh, we, I, I'm pretty sure we bought the VHS when it came out. Nice. I don't remember seeing it in theaters, but it's entirely possible that it did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. We were pretty young. Yeah. Before, yeah, I probably saw it in theaters. I don't really remember yeah. either. Mm. Um, and yeah, I mean, I remember watching it in the VHS. I remember, uh, I mean, just talking the franchise in general. I remember the Home Alone video game and like, <laughs> all all the other stuff. And I think that I, I was talking to to my brother about this, where it's just like, do you think there's any movie that parents regretted showing their kids more when they're this age because we set traps all the time yeah yeah. like it was just like ah like what sort of trap can i set for somebody and like uh, to to make like stuff like kooky things happen and like we like take a bunch of string and like tie it down the hallway and so my main memory of this movie is just all the traps that my brother and i would come up with (laughs) uh and probably cause a giant mess in my house yeah yeah um, this is one that like, I don't know if I've seen it. I don't, I don't watch it every year. Like mm-hmm. some people do. I, I'll watch it, you know, when it's on or whatever. So I don't know if I had actually sat down to watch it uh, in what a I, long time. What I meant to say is that like typically on like Thanksgiving or something like that, family, some family affair, it'll go on. Yeah. It's totally. not like we're watching it, but like it's, it's, it's in the background. So I haven't yeah. sat down to watch this in a long time. I have time. like, yeah, distinct memories of watching it like every Thanksgiving at my grandpa's house. And mm-hmm. I swear they must have, it, they used to like play it on TV or something. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that's where I probably saw it too. Yeah, on TV. it was just on TV and we would just have it on. And it's just like a great movie for the background. And there's just, just so much like holiday joy in the whole thing. And uh, just watching it was like bringing back all this like nostalgia for me and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I like this movie, too. I don't remember when I saw it, but I'm guessing it was probably TV because it's not something that my parents probably would have taken me to the theater to see because mm-hmm. uh, it's not Disney, so who cares, right? Um, and so <laughs> then uh, I'm sure I saw it on TV a bunch, and I definitely know it, but the I have more of like a personal connection to Home Alone 2, mm. so uh, I guess I'll talk about that next week. Interesting. But yeah, this is good. Um, yeah, I mean, watching it back again, the stuff that I remembered the least was like, what's happening outside of the, like, Kevin McAllister Uh stuff, like, with his family, and like, there's this whole part with John Candy that's like, really funny. Oh, that's my favorite part of the movie. And like, you get, you get two comedic titans. Yeah. Like, just like, you get Catherine O'Hara and John Candy doing amazing scenes together. And it was fun, because, yeah, like I said, I hadn't watched it in a while, and like, my memories of it is basically everything that happens in the last, like, you know, 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah, it really, now, like, in retrospect, it really feels like one of those movies that is just building up and you're just waiting yeah. for the huge sequence at the end mm-hmm. that you know is coming. One of the things that really stood out to me is that, you know, everyone's really crowded in, in the house. It's the whole family that's there. And and they're all getting pizza before they're, they're flying to Paris the next day. And they're all drinking pizza with milk. They're, they're eating pizza? <laughs> what? Yeah, they're eating pizza and drinking milk. Sorry. Yeah, I, I thought that. that was fucking gross. And that's <laughs> disgusting. And, and, and Catherine Harris is like, Drink, uh, you better be drinking milk. I'm trying to get rid of it. So and, like, it's, it's like, even a plot ugh. point where like Kevin spills milk on pizza. And it's just <laughs> yeah. like, ugh. 
Like, why well, except for happen? the kid who's going to pee the bed. He was drinking Pepsi, but oh, everybody yeah, else had to drink funny. milk. Yes, <laughs> which doesn't make any sense, but, you know, Macaulay's brother gets whatever he wants. We get like we get a little uh, basket case like scene where someone's like, "Hey, cool it on the Pepsi, Fuller." <laughs> the mom running around saying like, "Hey, don't eat all that pizza in one bite." <laughs> oh, are you having a good time? Are you having a good time? Yeah, you, you guys having a good time? <laughs> I mean, the opening scene like is so awesome because there's just like so many things going on, people running all over the house, and it just like I have I feel like even if your family wasn't that big. Um, to me, it just it gave me this like feeling of like family and like the couple times in my life where like we had like all of our family together for you know Christmas or something, yeah, which didn't happen often, but it just like that that bustle of the house and it just like felt very authentic to uh, I think that the Midwest. I think for that me. there's I think that there's something really powerful of that this this house is extremely nice. This family is obviously really well off yeah. <laughs> and that they are, uh, just as hectic and crazy as anybody else at the holidays. Mm-hmm. I think that there's, that's something that everyone can kind of relate to in this movie. Even if they, this family is relatable, even if that 14 family members flying to Paris on for Christmas, isn't relatable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> the part that's relatable to me is like 14 people having to sleep in the same house and people having to share the height of bed and, you know, right, like, right. and all this crap. Um, Cause yeah, my dad's side is really big like that. So we'd have a holiday that would have, probably 20 or more people um and a ton of cousins um everybody in this movie has at least four kids like every subset of the family has at least four kids. the atomic family uh it's crazy (laughs) or nuclear family and some have five make more catholics yeah i think it's like i think it's five five four or something like that or five four four for the three brothers but anyways it's it's there's so many people um and i kind of forgot that joe pesci is just like standing there i know in the entryway the whole time that which, was really weird it like opens on him yeah and i was kind of like if he was there the whole time he should have known so much more information that later in the <laughs> yeah. movie they're like we gotta find this out it's like you were there like you heard them say everything like yeah. what is your problem but anyways one it, of the things that i noticed in this that i've never noticed before is that he's wearing a tie clip that's just a fucking handgun what <laughs> yeah like his hand like it's just, it's like a magnum it's oh my god insane <laughs> i th- i did think that was weird like he's just there in the house like and no one yeah. seems to be paying any mind that like there's a police officer here for no, some reason sec- i think he's uh, trying to be a security salesman he's like uh, casing the joint i thought no was, he's, a, he's I, a police officer oh, he's pretending to be a police he's, officer, he's be a police officer. Uh, okay i think that's what he was doing too yeah all right but I just thought he was just stopping by, like he was pre- pretending to be the neighborhood police officer coming by and Making like, sure hey, everyone's like, safe. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seems a little speci- uh, suspicious to me, but uh... yeah. And so basically, we get like one of the things I also really like, and again, this kind of gets into the John Hughes of it all, of of these characters being relatable and and also being human in that they're kind of assholes. Uh, specifically, uh, Kevin's uncle. Who is a piece of shit, uh, and and you kind of get that 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 uh, coming from a from a youngest child of of nobody giving a shit about like everything's going like Kevin wants a cheese pizza and he gets into a fight and everybody ends up hating him. Yeah, actually ends up everyone already hates him and yeah, then, there's then he whole... knocks over milk that gives them everyone a reason to express their hatred for him. <laughs> There's a whole through line of like he can't take care of himself. It's like, well, yeah, of course not. He's nine, you know. Like, what is he? I don't know. But I mean, all three of us are like two child 
households. So we don't, I guess, like, I feel like it was really, like, popular these last couple of years to write, like, a think piece shaming the mom in Home Alone for being a crappy mom or the parents in general for being crappy parents. But it's like, I don't know. I I, I think getting on the plane is maybe not possible, but I think leaving maybe oh, yeah. definitely is in the two separate vans. Yeah, yeah, and the yeah. girl, when she miscounts the neighbor kid, that's pretty plausible. That was one thing that it I totally sense. forgotten. That neighbor kid's a fucking weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's, like, digging through their, like... Packs yeah, d- digging through their shit, like yeah. talking to the driver, like <laughs> get out of here, kid. What the fuck <laughs> it's like almost like a scene from Airplane where he's like up in the cockpit, like talking to the <laughs> yeah. pilot. And I had forgotten that's how like they miscount too, because I was like, yeah. what the fuck is this? They keep cutting back to this. Kid. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, and I was yeah. like, oh, actually, that I, I think that's something that I actually never got while watching. This movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you're always just like not paying attention. It just yeah. skips past it. But yeah, it's totally plausible that they would get to the airport and not know he was there. Yeah, but, but getting on the airport now, yeah. out of the vans, they'd be like, where's Kevin? <laughs> yeah, or I think that when getting their seats, the other kids would again, have been. Again, yeah. right. like uh, pre-9-11, he doesn't have an ID. Like, you don't have to worry about that. Would not be possible. Man. Yeah, no. you can run in the airport, apparently. Yeah. So long as that song's playing, it's actually legal still. The freaking amazing John Williams score, you guys. That's right. There's even there's even a few bars of Harry Potter in there. <laughs> I know. It really is. I kind of forgot this was John Williams. I don't think of it as part of like it doesn't immediately come to mind uh, when I think of the John Williams. I think it's uh, a pretty iconic John Williams score for me. But, but you that, more think of him as like Steven Spielberg and like Star Wars and dress. Like, is, the, but is Columbus the the in for? Is that is this the through line for Williams doing no, Harry Potter? So. I think Harry Potter being pre- a prestigious. Oh, I mean, uh, but it's Columbus. It's also Columbus who did the first movie. So I mean, he could have vouched for him. Maybe I don't know. Or like, nobody or, needs or, to vouch or, for or, John or, Williams. I know, I know, or <laughs> sought him out. Like yeah. I mean, they're sure that they would have anyway because it's a major franchise. I mean, there's a million composers they could have yeah. gone with. He no, probably you, was John like, Williams is always your first choice. Uh, I don't think so. No. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? I don't think he's always your first no. choice. Fifteen years ago, when Harry Potter started, yes. I mean, uh, now he's old, but uh, like, yeah, maybe, maybe we we can't say we can't say. I think we can. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can say that, but uh, well, the Chris Columbus. Uh, Connection probably helped, for yeah. sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think this is actually a pretty iconic John Williams score. Uh, and it's, it is it is funny. The very beginning, you hear, like, it does sound a little Harry Potter-ish. Yeah. But then it's like, you know, but then he, he, he went and made, you know, wrote, like, Somewhere in My Memory, which is, like, a song that... Uh, you know, I went and sang um, with like a high school choir and stuff. You know, uh-huh. it was one of those things that became like a song that people sang at Christmas. Yeah, and choir. You know, middle school, high school choirs and stuff. So, pretty big deal. I didn't realize that that was just for this movie. Mm-hmm. It was. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that like he didn't write the lyrics, but Kevin um, Kevin makes a, a wish that his family disappears basically, and then it gets really windy, and there's this <laughs> shot of uh, of this wreath that I always remember being terrified of as a kid because there's a real creepy Santa and this wreath that's shaking. Around. Oh yeah, yeah. And like, there's some odd scary bits in this movie from mm-hmm. like it's like the furnace is gen- was genuinely scary to me right as a movie. kid. Yeah. yeah, I do remember too the neighbor being like super creepy when when I was watching it younger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was terrified. Of yeah, him. <laughs> he, he is a, blo- a murderer. He had a bloody hand. <laughs> he the salt dissolves the bodies. It totally makes sense. The South Bend shovel slayer. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, 
Um, apparently, speaking of him, he was not in the original script. Oh, um, interesting. It was something they added later to try to give a little bit more heart to the um, story. Originally, the movie just ended with him, with uh, Kevin saying, like, I just hung around and it freeze framed on him. Like, that was how it ended originally in the script. <laughs> <laughs> but then they added this whole character that gives it a little bit more heart and even more like that's the holiday think, feels. I think that that's the thing that makes this a classic movie. The scene between the old man and, and the church, and yeah, the church, the church yeah. is is the thing that makes this about redemption and and makes it a holiday classic and not just something that would have been completely forgettable. And the, it's the difference between this being Home Alone or the Page Master. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> how dare you! <laughs> I like the Page Master, but I no, collected I, all sorts of. I think you had to collect like stickers from Pizza Hut for the Page Master. Like I had so much Page Master stuff. I just like yeah the 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 scenes at the church give it this kind of like more magical feel, and there's there's like a choir singing, uh, yeah, and it just adds this kind of like you know mystical, the Christmas spirit side of things mm-hmm. to the movie that I think really makes it endure, and just like the. Yeah, like the the scene where he goes to meet Santa at night, too. It's just like, I don't know. Something about the way everything is captured in this movie just gives it this timeless Christmas feel to me that, like, you know, we just saw the other day the fucking Nutcracker in the Four Realms. And that was like, I, I had just watched this, and now I saw the Nutcracker movie, and I'm like, wow, they're... This is nowhere near. It's not trying to do the same thing, but it's like they're both trying to be like new Christmas movies that are classics or whatever. Right. That one's don't watch it. This one. Well, I don't know if this was like this one was actively trying as much as things do now because it wouldn't like have been. They were the Christmas angle was a very big part of the original script, and that's what they were trying to go for. Okay. I mean, they for said like, that in the special money. Features. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it came out in um, November 16th and everything. So it was definitely like Christmas. Christmas release targeted it, the same audiences jingle all the way. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> the same exact audience. Uh, yeah. to bookmark you, that for next year. Yeah, you got to get, get, get horned on that jingle all the way money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You um, could do a jingle all the way remake. I mean, they basically did it. It would be The Rock and Kevin Hart. <laughs> yeah. That's what it would be. Oh, God. I don't think I've watched that. Get on it, Hollywood. <laughs> don't give them oh, any ideas, or, you man. know what? It might be John Cena. Yeah, it could be. Could be. <laughs> but, uh... but we're talking about Home Alone, not my <laughs> fantastical Jingle All the Way reboots. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so uh, what do you guys want to talk about the crazy stunts at the end of this movie? Um, let's get, I mean, let's get into that if that's, that's, I mean, that's what everyone came to see. <laughs> yeah. I did like, I guess there's a few things before that. Sure. I did like when he opened his brother's, uh, chest and had a Playboy magazine that was broadcast nudes, TV reporters, bear all. <laughs> oh yeah. I yeah. was like, yes. And he looks at it and he's like, ew, no clothes, gross. Yeah. I was like, that's not, not enough clothes on these people. Also, also in Buzz's room, there is uh, a few different posters. One of them is an extremely young iced tea, which is hilarious. <laughs> and like his, his locker, I like freeze framed on it. I was like, okay, what? What, like fun stuff is in here and it's just like a bunch of candy <laughs> <laughs> and and magazines that like there was only one like nudie magazine yeah yeah, yeah. 
And the line that everyone uh, quotes about his girlfriend. Yes. Yeah. Which, which, Woof. Uh, the the fun trivia on that is that that's actually a boy because Chris Chris Columbus didn't <laughs> thought it would be cruel to like make fun yeah. of a girl. That oh, way. Okay. So they so they put a boy in drag. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been funny if they used the actor that it was like him oh, to yeah, make yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Um, yeah, uh, the aftershave thing. I don't know. What is aftershave? Your boys. Like, what is the point of that? And why does he do it multiple times? It's just like uh, supposed to be like a balm after you've like. Shaved. Does it hurt like that? So if after, you... after you've shaved, it's like your pores are like really sensitive. Yeah. Okay. And it kind of, I don't know what it's supposed to It can do. sting, especially it too if you like sting, nicked yeah. yourself. Yeah. Huh, all right, but uh, it's like I don't know. It's not. I I bought it and then never. Yeah, used I don't know it. how many. It's, it's, it's like, like a dad what, thing. But like, why would he do it twice? Like, you yeah. know, <laughs> when he does it the second time, I'm like, why? It is funny like, that he, well, because the, the second time it feels like he's just going through the motions of like, this is what I do in the morning now. Yeah, I guess. and then he puts it on. It's like, ah, and that's like, you know, I mean that that shot is on the poster. That's like one of the most it's iconic things. Yeah, how it's iconic. How that's an iconic thing. Yeah, it's even really though that's weird. like not part of the the pranks and everything. Right. Like it's still like the marketing looks like he's doing that because his house is being broken yeah, into, yeah. but it's really just because he put after shit. Really, it was really just... it's the thematic thing of him becoming a man and taking yeah. care of the house. Yeah. I think too, it was just like a. You know, a super mimical, mimicable thing for kids. Uh-huh. They come out of the movie going, ah! I mean, like, <laughs> I'm sure we all did. Yeah. And I think that's just like something that caught on with kids, probably. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the apartment in Paris, <laughs> the establishing shot is like they're staying in Montmartre, like by Soccer Court, but then this, like, I've been there once or twice, and like then when he's in the apartment, the Eiffel Tower is like right behind him in the window, and that is not accurate. I mean, how, <laughs> but how are American audiences going to know it's Paris? That's yeah, true. I, that that'd be like if they were like, "Oh, I'm in L.A.," and like the establishing shot was like the beach, and then like the Hollywood <laughs> sign was like in the yeah. yeah. I mean, not that bad, but yeah, it's pretty. It's, it's similar. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, it would be really small from there. One <laughs> thing I didn't notice before, so so. How they get to Paris, it's it's Kevin's dad's brother lives in Paris. Yeah. He's the one who paid for all the tickets. I guess so. That's something <laughs> That's that they nuts. said. But then, and then it also seems like Catherine O'Hara is some sort of fashion designer. Uh, I didn't get because that. because she, oh, has, has all those she has all the mannequins, yeah. and uh, in their bedroom, there's a so there's an old sewing machine. And it could a lot be of too se- that she just makes the clothes for the kids because moms. They're, 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 more they're, they're, they're elaborate dresses. Oh, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. So she's she's either a designer or a seamstress, or, or had wanted to be at some or point. something. Yeah, it seems active. Like she has a work area. Like it's, yeah, it's definitely. I was like, oh, like is she some sort of. It's it's details. That, I mean, I think it's nothing more than justification for the mannequins. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Which is the amount of mannequins that you need. You don't need more mannequins, Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween. It's too many mannequins. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> too right? many mannequins. You need like two to three mannequins at most. Like she just must have been going through mannequins like crazy. Yeah. Hashtag too many mannequins. Um, <laughs> and then the last thing that I'll say from the beginning of the movie, or not beginning, but the first. Uh, three-fourths of the movie don't share clarinets or any reed instruments oh, that was super gross what the hell i know you did not share reeded instruments he was like hey you want to try and i was like don't fucking do it she knew thankfully but i'm like there's no- why Ugh, bleh, gross yeah it's not that would be so sick yeah. it's in your mouth completely 
It gets unsaturated. Yeah. With saliva. You're supposed to. Yeah, exactly. yeah that's the whole point. I mean, I, didn't, I never played the clarinet, but I did play the saxophone for a like, while. And you, it, yeah, yeah, you got to like suck on it and then put it on the <laughs> instrument. Like, yeah. The anyway. Polka King of the Midwest. He's like, we're real big in Sheboygan. Yeah. And I was like, Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> I also thought that the low rent Santa from the park was like actually really nice to him. Like, you would expect that scene to be like, get away from me, kid. I'm going home. But then he like, Fully listens to him. He's super nice to him. He like gives him tic tacs. You yeah. know, and I'm like, that was like actually weirdly nice. I I really I think that that scene is played so well, and it's and it's kind of again the classic John Hughes of of a dose of reality and humanity and uh-huh. people. Mm-hmm. But it's the, I love that Kevin is the person who comes out front and says, "Is like I know you're not the real center, but I know how it works." And yeah. Talk to him. <laughs> and I remember being as a kid, is like, uh huh, that tracks. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. Um, <laughs> And and so but the, so you get to have the kids enjoying that scene and and getting in the humor on it. It's like yeah. it's one of those things where like it's it's an amazing, incredible scene. In that I agree that that character is just so nice to him. Yeah, you would expect to like it's he's not, like smoking and he's putting cynical, the beard on. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's not cynical. He's just a normal Chicago dude. Yeah. yeah, right. He's that's just that's just who he is. But he's a kind, warm person at heart. And it's kind of this thing that's like here's this joke. Hey kids, come along, enjoy this joke with with everybody. And I think it's really hard to write a scene like that. Well, yeah, that's and they don't so encompassing. They don't come right out and say it, but this guy, this Santa guy, must be thinking that Kevin's entire family is, is dead. dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and so he's like, "Oh, have some Tic Tacs. Don't be sad." You know, like it's just like, "Whoa, whoops, <laughs> yeah, yeah." And like, yeah, he just cannot do anything for him. Yeah, and so he's like, "We got to do something." And like, <laughs> I, I think that the. the <laughs> Do you think that the scene like it makes him leave and like I did a good thing there? <laughs> like, I think yeah. so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like... yeah, totally. <laughs> like I handled that. He's like, I, I, maybe I should stop smoking. <laughs> yeah, He's just, it's like a life changing moment for him. I forgot about it, and when he first walked up to the sand, I totally thought it was going to be like a "you'll shoot your eye out" kid, like a Christmas story type encounter where right. the Santa traumatizes him or something. But no, it wasn't like that at all. Subverted expectations. Yeah. I mean, they said a, it's funny. You think that uh, they said in the special features, a like, Christmas story was like a major, super major influence on them for this. Sure. Like even like the costume for him when he's walking around in his like uh, snow yeah, outfit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> his arms are out. It's like very much like Christmas story. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was cute. <laughs> well, that was all I had for, for the non uh, pranks part of the movie, but I don't know. If I also love the scene uh, where he climbs up the shelves and then just like <laughs> to try to get to Buzz's like stash or whatever. And it just breaks, and he's like, Ugh! I don't know. It's just like a one of those like f- random funny scenes where he's like, why is he doing it like that? <laughs> You're going to fall, kid. You're going to fall. Uh, but yeah, what else do I want to talk about here? I think that there's a lot of fun stuff with the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, well, uh, yeah, that's what I – one of my favorite things. Souls. Angels with filthy souls. That's one of my favorite things in the next movie, but they set it up here. Mm-hmm. So When he's like – when he's when he's like, I'm eating junk and washing cr- trash. It's, <laughs> yeah. like, it's like – it's so funny you wouldn't think of like a black and white. I guess that the way they could get away with it is because they couldn't really show something that like that, – like they had to watch like something that had old Hollywood violence and not Predator. Right, right. Because it was still – but. If it was 1990, he would have been watching Predator. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he just put in whatever tape was I there. Did, I did love that his dad had uh, two v- <laughs> two VHSs that were on top of the, the player there. And it was uh, the Rolling Stones, Roll On, and a Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> Bruce Springsteen concert, yeah. concert tape. 
That's awful. <laughs> that that's awful. <laughs> All right, you so made the right choice. What is everyone's favorite trap or prank in the oh. uh, house scene? Dang, that's I mean, a we good can't question. go through them all because we'd be here all night. But what is like one or two that stand out to you as your favorite? Um, shit. Well, before we get into this, I would like to bring up the MythBusters episode where they detailed like yes. how mm. many times all these traps would murder mm-hmm. these dudes. Yeah, like the paint can would like the head. You would not have a head. Anymore. It is pretty amazing. There's like so many videos online too of like here's all the times they died. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think. I I I don't know if this is my favorite, but I think it's the one that's probably stuck with me and probably launched an entire industry is the zip line out of the house. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that that I mean when I went to Costa Rica, I did a zip line and I think that I've always been obsessed with zip lines because of this movie. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the one where uh they're both in the house and they're like gonna go after him and he's like you guys, uh, he's sitting up at the top of the stairs and he's like, you guys uh, hungry for more or what or whatever? And they go to chase after him and they slip on these, they do like a dual slip on these oh, like, the micro machines. Because I loved micro machines like growing up and maybe I got it from this too or whatever. <laughs> but like, uh, I just thought that and the combination of just how it looks. And, you know, after watching the special features too, like the the stunt double Tony yeah. Brown like they're doing all these falls themselves with no padding or anything that's crazy. and they were calling them like it became known as like the Home Alone fall or whatever the micro machines are like the most plausible but then yeah. also the most visually like yeah funny yeah it in just a way. looks yeah. cool they're they're both like whoa they're falling opposite yeah. directions I it's think it's the, the most plausible one the one that you would if you if someone's trying to get in your house and you're stuck in there the one that would actually work is putting the Christmas order like putting a bunch of broken glass yeah, yeah. but he would have to have his shoes off. Yeah, true, true. But you would be able to hear them. I mean, yeah. freezing the steps is genius too. Yeah, and what, the, which the, I, we, we we made fake ice, like we, <laughs> yeah. we sprayed down the. Those falls so. look painful. Yes. Oh, no, any one of those could you could break your neck. Yeah. Ugh. The most horrifying one to me, for some reason, even though it's probably not as heavy as the paint can, is the iron just because of the heat plus oh, getting yeah. hit in the face. like, And the fact that the mark is on his face for <laughs> yeah. so the rest of the time is like so horrifying to me. Like he could probably smell his own burnt flesh. Yeah. You know? And I just Ugh. can't. I can't Which, even. Which like amazing makeup and like script supervisor mm-hmm. too of like keeping track of when they're filming what with the damn battle damage that yeah. they have is pretty great. Apparently uh, the all of the all of these like uh traps and everything were like very specifically detailed out in the script i'm sure uh-huh. it wasn't like they just were like oh let's figure out something for when he comes in the window it yeah. was like all that stuff was planned out yeah. at the time by john hughes they, they, cool. they actually he actually drew the blueprint that the Kevin battle has. plan yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true but i wish so the paint can it would have killed them of yep. course yeah. we talked about do you want to talk about your paint can Oh, yeah. So, you guys, like, <laughs> you know, if you're a fan of the show, you know I love to buy them Blu-rays. Gotta get those special feats. Especially if they're special features. I just like to, you know, get a little behind the scenes. But even better than special features is novelty packaging. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, I did a lot of research, and the best way to get all five Home Alone movies in one collection is the Home Alone 25th anniversary paint can. <laughs> here it is, right here. Take a picture. Let me just crack it open. I got my um, I got a crowbar here to just rip the, the lid off of it. 
So it comes in this awesome, <laughs> this awesome little carrying case. It's kind of like a little flip book that has all the Blu-rays and DVDs. Pretty cool. But you know what? That's not all that's in here. Inside, there's like a little hole underneath the um, Blu-rays. A trapdoor, uh, if you will. Yeah, trapdoor. It comes with a collectible <gasps> ornament Ooh. that is going on my Christmas tree this year. It's not even broken. <laughs> <laughs> I could break it. No, whatever. <laughs> uh, it comes with a um, a wanted sign that I'm not going to unfold. A wanted yeah. sign of uh, Harvey and Marv. Ah. Does uh, it call Harry, them the wet, wet bandits? Um, you no, know, it doesn't. It doesn't. Mm. It comes with a fake tarantula. Uh, And there's also a full replica of the battle plan, which is somewhere else in in the room here. Oh, nice. Um, But we'll post up some more photos. I know I I, I I posted a photo of it up on the um, thing. Oh, Oh, that's the vinyl. The vinyl vinyl also has novelty packaging. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I remember being really really into tarantulas uh, because of this movie. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, because I had the privilege of growing up in the Mojave Desert, I found a tarantula in uh, our shed. And I got so excited. Like, I was just like, ah, the tarantula. He's, your, he's my buddy. He's your friend. And I was like, mom, mom, mom. I found a tarantula. I found a tarantula. And she's like, you just found a big spider. Found a tarantula. <laughs> Not a tarantula. Like, like, whatever. Like, come out to the shed. And she said, and she was like, oh. Oh God! <laughs> Get out of there! And also, tarantulas aren't going to fuck with you. Not gonna yeah. I've held a tarantula at there. sixth grade camp. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, Daniel Stern was kind of freaked out uh, with that scene. He was like, he was like, yeah, when, when they were originally going to shoot it, they were like, yeah, we're going to be using a mechanical tarantula. It's not going to be a problem. <laughs> Uh, and then the day they were shooting, like, yeah, so um, mechanical tarantula. The didn't mechanical work. tarantula didn't work out. So yeah. that incredible, like, iconic scream that he does yeah. was real. You're yeah, saying, he, yeah. yeah, he joked that he stole it from uh, Psycho. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the high, super it's high. So funny, scream. Yeah. yeah. Really funny. Um, another crazy thing from the special features too. There's a scene where, like, finally, like. Um, the wet bandits get like Macaulay Culkin up on a hook and they're like, yeah, we're going to get you. And they're like, uh, yeah, they're talking about torturing a child. Yeah, they're, they're, they're basically like, they're finally, we're going to kick the shit out of you and all this stuff. Um, and like Joe Pesci goes to like bite his finger or something. Yeah. And one of the times I guess during shooting, uh, he bought, he bit so hard that like in the special features that were like shot in 2006 or something, Macaulay Culkin's like, yeah, I still have like a little mark on Whoa! my finger. Uh, I got a little Joe Pesci bite mark on me. And I was like, damn. Oh my God. That's messed up. I didn't understand when Joe Pesci was threatening him. One of the times he yelled out, I'll snap off your cojones and put them in motor oil. I'm like, what would that do? <laughs> like, I mean, like obviously snapping them off is not good, but then, well, I, it put them in motor oil. Like, I, I what? don't know. That sounds kind of fucked up. I love when <laughs> I love when they reveal like why they're called the Wet Bandits or whatever. Yeah, and, that's uh, fucked up. Yeah, and Joe Pesci is just like, that's a that's a weird. You're weird, man. That's a that's a that's a fucked up thing to do. I mean, he doesn't say that, but I mean, just because it puts the water bill high. Or... No, well, it, it would ruins just, the entire it would house. mess up their house. Well, completely. only if you plug the sink. Well, he right? does plug. The sink. Oh, he does plug oh the I sink. thought he just left yeah, the he water puts, like, He puts rags in the when, sink when, when, he runs, oh, when, right, when Kevin right. runs through the basement of that. The basement is flooded. I in that see. House. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, Did "That's a ever... messed up thing to do, man." Because <laughs> they're specifically robbing houses where people are gone for the holidays, so it's just water so running come for home days. And like, yeah, there's so, so much you can damage. have mold. Like you ruin, like it ruins the entire house. Yeah, it's messed up. So, did they address who cleaned everything? It was Kevin. He just did it that night. That yeah, he, okay. I guess he he tarred and feathered a man, and then cleaned up each individual feather. 
Yeah, I mean, they don't go back to those areas at the end, so it's like, is it I the mess I mean, they still kind there? of do. Like, well, at least the micro machines are all gone at the very Right, least. but they don't, like, go into the basement or anything. Yeah, right? that's true. Yeah. And then uh, he, he didn't clean up his brother's shelves. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, because that's, like, how yeah. it ends. Like, what the hell did you do? Well, and then John Hurt, the dad, he finds the gold tooth as well in, right, the, in right. the room where the micro machines would have been. Mm-hmm. So... We should talk a little bit about Catherine O'Hara in this movie she's and great. how she's fantastic. And so as soon as she realizes it, you know, they're doing ev- she's doing everything that she physically possibly can to get back. That, and like the desperation is so real. She in gave her away her wedding ring, right? Or uh, a no, ring? She, she didn't. Oh, OK. I mean, the, the scene so she was offering to. Anyway. Yes. Yeah. The scene where she's like slowly realizing that like mm-hmm. she's forgotten something like, oh there's the garage door that was it there's it's the so door. great and yeah. she's like no no that's not it and then obviously she's like give it <laughs> yeah. which is like yeah. an iconic gif and i'm glad yeah. that she Sorry. was able to figure it out and yell that out before going back to check on the kids because i couldn't really remember yeah. and i was like oh god like they're gonna like because then then you deal with the fact that they were too stupid to realize it too but then the fact that she realized on her own is the, like better. the movie does do a good job of uh, and and kind of I appreciate it more on this viewing than in the other of making it plausible that they would leave him because there is because of the windstorm that happens it knocks out the power makes it so that they the the they airport shuttle is there when they wake up yeah and so like they have to wrangle everybody get out the door you know it's a, it's completely hectic and uh, this eight year old child doesn't have a cell phone yeah yeah. Like he probably would nowadays. Yep. <laughs> and so and so they're basically running to the gate and they all just get on the plane and everyone sits down and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's so we get to see there's all these little vignette scenes of her basically bargaining with ticket takers, snooty French people, American <laughs> tourists. Uh, and I, I, every single one of these is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying is like that's the stuff that I don't really remember when I look back at the movie. Yeah. And then it's just like, oh man, she's so amazing. My favorite scene in the movie is when she's doing this th- this thing where she is uh, stuck in Scranton, Pennsylvania. She doesn't even know where she is. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I- I'm in fucking Scranton, Pennsylvania, and just giving this guy. She's like, you can't tell me it's impossible. I've come this far. Like, you cannot tell me this is impossible. It's Christmas. And uh, and John Candy is there, and he's he gets in this, <laughs> takes her in a budget. Him and his polka band. <laughs> They rent a budget truck that has an He's, unheated back. He says that they're renting a large van is what yeah. he says. And, then and they, they, yeah. rent, they rent, a, they rent a, a cargo truck yeah. that they're all just sitting on crates in the back with no seatbelts and no heat. And also playing the entire time. And also yeah. playing the entire time. How many hours is that, like Justin? Poker, where Scran- are they from? Scranton, Scranton, Scranton Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. To Chicago. Oh, man. God. Probably take a day. Yeah. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. Um, and my favorite thing in this whole thing is that John Candy is going around and like telling like the rock star lives of these polka bums <laughs> yeah. of how they fucked up their relationships with their kids. And he's trying to make her feel better mm-hmm. of, of, you know, what, what happened. And he's like, well, then you ever, you know, did you ever leave, go on vacation without them? And he's like, no, no. And she's like, yeah, I'm justified in feeling like a piece of shit because <laughs> like it's really bad. Like she knows how bad it is. Like she can't even like fathom it and then his way of comforting her is going well 
I did leave my kid at a funeral home once. Yes. <laughs> all day. And I mean all day. You know, we were all we were all discombobulated and, and you know, but then later at night when we came back and we came to our senses. You know, we came back, <laughs> we picked the kid up. But kids will bounce bounce back. Kids are resilient. He started talking again after six to eight weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, you know, like all day with a corpse like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all day with the corpse. <laughs> it's so like it's so earnest, it's amazing, and the the emotional stakes are so high. It's like she thinks that she's playing it so earnest. And yeah, she feels that she is a failure as a mother and a human being, <laughs> and there is this hilarious antidote that's going on and they're both playing it so straight it yeah. is one of the funniest scenes in a movie ever it's great like yeah john candy in that role like i you know i i don't i guess i yeah i don't think of him being in this movie either so i yeah. was like oh yeah he's in this and then like i yeah i don't remember that conversation at all it was like a, a great thing to see on that's a that's I, one game. of my favorite things about the movie always. yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty awesome I mean, yeah, whenever I think about the movie, I tend to think about uh, the rocking around a Christmas tree sure. scene with the mannequins. Oh, we had that uh, Michael Jordan uh, cutout. <laughs> and and yes. we definitely posed it in the window at the, <laughs> the front of the house. Oh, and they, they did play, when he's um, getting ready in the mirror, they played that White Christmas that oh, I yeah. like, <laughs> that you like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love well, that. And, we, and when we did Santa cool. Claus, we were like, that one's more associated with Home Alone, yep, usually. Yep, so. yep. Do you hate it in this context? No, but I just don't prefer it because I really, really like Holiday Inn, the movie that mm. started White Christmas. Oh. So, not White Christmas. I don't like that one. <laughs> That's my family tradition, Elis. So don't Boo. shit on it. Don't oh! shit on it. I, I argue with my friend Maureen. Or you guys know Maureen. I, I argue with Maureen every year about whether Holiday Inn or White Christmas. I saw that. She posted it as her one of her uh, 10 influential films. She White does. Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Nice. Okay, so there's a lot of kids in this movie. Oh, God. <laughs> and I could just do this, like, as quickly as possible. Uh, and now for a 30-minute <laughs> child star check-in. I missed. I couldn't even get all of them. Okay, but Uh-oh. I got a lot. I'm, I'm, obviously, we all know Macaulay Culkin. You know, he went My Girl, Page Master, took a long break, and then he was in Saved, which I loved that yeah, movie. Yeah, that's um, a great one. Currently, him and his girlfriend, Brenda Song, you know her, obviously, uh, they were in this movie directed by Seth Green called Changeland. It's going to come out later this year. Sweet. Okay. So then starting with his siblings, the oldest is Buzz, Devin Rattray. He went to film school. He made indie movies. He's been on guest stars. And currently he's um, recurring on Tick and Chicago Med. And he did a voice <laughs> in Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, what? I guess he's the local pedestrian population. I don't know what that means. Oh, he probably just does the background. Like, hey, oh, okay. <laughs> Howdy, sir. But he did that. So... <laughs> Then Whoa, you got watch it. <laughs> Megan, who is Hillary Wolf. She dropped out of acting and made it onto the 96 and 2000 Olympic judo team. Uh, and now she's a mommy blogger, not so Zen mom. Uh, then you have Linny, the next daughter, who's Angela Gothels. She was in Jerry Maguire, Spanglish, uh, 24. And then she did like horse walking competitions whatever you call it. Dressage. dressage yeah that's horse uh, dancing yeah <laughs> and now she's back acting again and doing like, so you think your horse can dance yeah uh you got jeff <laughs> uh 
his older brother Jeff is Michael C. Morona, who is one of the Pete's. Oh yeah, Pete and Pete. Yep, yep. Um, I did find I liked that he was suspended from high school senior year for setting his guitar on fire in the halls. Nice. (laughs) And he is now a very successful um, electrician and best boy in a bunch of shows and movies that you've definitely heard of. Sweet, love Uh, Pete and Pete. Mm -hmm. So Tracy, I think, is the oldest daughter of the next. Uh, uncle so-and-so and aunt sure. Leslie or whatever her that's Senta Moses Mikan she's in Beekman's world and then she had uh, really recurring roles <laughs> in faking it and general hospital and she's she does all types all of these kids are really successful as character actors nice. now basically well um, Rod is Jedediah Cohen he's one of the few that left acting although he did go to NYU and he met his wife in a musical theater acting master class uh, their wedding was covered in the New York Times wedding section. What? Yeah. He was a VP at Cooper and Cooper Real Estate. Then he founded Rocket Hub. And then he... it, now he works for this tech company called Outcome Health. And he was in the Harvard Crocodiles, which is Harvard's oldest acapella oh, group. Oh, God. That's what I was worried about. <laughs> the Crocodiles. <laughs> um, cousin Sandra, Diana Rain. She is a very successful blues rock guitarist living in L.A., uh, Brooke Anna Slotsky uh, was on the Torkelsons, which was kind of like a low rent Boy Meets World, if you remember that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, she went to Occidental, UC Davis. And now she's a lawyer, uh, tax primarily, working for Barnes Law LLP, who defended Wesley Snipes. And it's not the same as Selena and Barnes injury attorneys. I almost got really excited. So they did about a that. bad job. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they maintain on their website that he was completely innocent and never should have served a day in jail. Of course they do. Uh, so do you anyways. think that what they would maintain on the website is that we litigated the case and got him the minimum sentence possible? Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. <laughs> um, Heather, cousin Heather was, uh, she's the oldest of the Paris branch of the mm-hmm. family. And she's the only one in America because I guess they left her behind maybe because she was in high school or something like that. <laughs> so uh, she, that's Kristen Minter. She had a really long recurring role on ER and she most recently was on This Is Us as a guest star and she's been on a ton of things. Um, her younger siblings don't have names. They're just in the background of the Paris apartment. <laughs> two of them are twins um, that were played. They don't even have names, but they were played by Brittany and Portia Radcliffe. Brittany's a pediatric specialist doctor in Chicago, and Portia is an art director for an advertising firm in Chicago. Um, Jimmy, the grocery boy, uh, he's James Ryan, number seven on IMDb, and he's an animation editor and voice actor for movies such as Boss Baby and Croods 2. He's currently uh, editing Croods 2. Oh, wow. Uh, and then the kids that I didn't do get... Do we have to do the Croods? Uh, well, the <laughs> USC band was in the Croods, so uh, I might know they made They made one of those? <laughs> yeah. The second one's coming out. He's editing it right now as we speak, okay? Uh, James Ray the Seventh. If, if, if he does his job right, it'll never come out. <laughs> oh, 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 sick burn. He will edit it down to nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the best cut. It's at 0.0 minutes. Yeah, and, uh, despite lots, too much searching, I was not able to get anything on the neighbor kid, the granddaughter, or um, somebody else that I failed at getting. But yeah, sad. Oh, the, la- the, the third, the third uh, mysterious kid in Paris. So that's oh. it for Charles Darchagger. What about Fuller McAllister? Fuller was oh I skipped that one because I just wrote Kieran Culkin. Oh yeah. okay. <laughs> okay, I was sorry, like, my bad. One. I yeah. messed up. That's Kieran Culkin, <laughs> Macaulay's younger brother. He currently can be seen on Succession. Yeah, he's yeah. like the one still doing tons of acting. Well, there's Kieran and there's Rory, right? 
Yeah, Rory uh-huh. is the one who's in um... Scott Pilgrim. No, no, that's, that's, that's Karen. Karen. Also, that's Karen. Rory is the one who's in that like uh, what was that metal movie I went to go see? Lord oh, of Shadows or something? Uh, Lords of Chaos. Right? Lords of Chaos. Yeah, he's young, sure younger he's than both of them. I think. Yeah, pretty sure that's him. Um, but yeah, dang, that was a speed run of Sorry. the <laughs> child I'm sure nobody <laughs> listened to any of that, but uh, there you go. I a did a veritable it. school bus. <laughs> there were so many kids. Two whole vans full. Well, yeah. hey, it's probably mostly. Of the same kids in the next one, maybe? I don't know. Almost, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you won't have to do as much work. No, there I go. won't. There we go. Uh, but so, uh, yeah, how many... Um, yes. How many... Plain f- cheese pizzas. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> With milk on them? Oh. No. How many milk-soaked pizzas? <laughs> <laughs> How many milk soaked pizzas would you drink? We're just gonna go. We're just, we're just, yeah, how many? How, how many, many drinkable <laughs> pizzas? Drinkable cheese pizzas. Which I imagine is like like a Yakult. That's kind. so gross. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna give this movie seven cheese pizzas. Oh wow, okay. I'm gonna go pretty high and give it like nine cheese. Pe- I, I was like, I'm gonna. Yeah, I, I actually I, almost want to give it ten. Honestly, I, yeah. I, came, I came in low there for its time it, and what it is. I think I might have perfect. to give it ten. Actually, I'm gonna do it. Fuck it. I'm gonna go nine cheese pizzas. I'm gonna give it ten because I'm adjusting. It's just like uh, it's a classic. Yeah, I'm gonna say nine. Yeah. Just because. Fair, fair, fair. Well, yeah, you say you like the other one better. So. Yeah. Um, it's because Donald Trump's in it, right? Uh, <laughs> spoilers! Tim Curry, man. Spoiler uh, alert. I'm going to talk about Tim Curry. This is a fucking classic Christmas movie yeah. like, that I would not hesitate to show to anyone. And if you don't like it, I feel like something's wrong with your heart. Probably yeah. one of the top movies we've ever done. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real pleasure to get to watch a great movie on this podcast. It's no species three. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if that would have been a Christmas movie, maybe it would have been Maybe. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Uh, well, I think, you know, that uh, – oh, I should say before we go here – the movie did gangbusters at the box I'm sure. office. Yeah. Uh, it made two hundred and eighty-five million domestically. Holy in, shit! Nineteen ninety dollars. Oh my god! And like that was just like the opening year or something. Like that's the total domestic gross. Oh okay. I'm sure uh, they've re-released it a bunch. Yeah, of times. I think yeah. so. And then the opening weekend it was uh, seventeen million. Um and uh, foreign markets uh, an extra one hundred ninety million. So are there any foreign names for this movie? Yeah, in Germany, I know it's called Kevin Home Alone because <laughs> yeah. my friend Kevin likes to point that out. There's a we fun. Need to, we need to talk about Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that. We, we, we need to talk. About <laughs> there's a fun if if you have the um, uh, DVDs or whatever. There's a fun special feature of like Home Alone around the world, and it's like a bunch of the clips with the different languages because it was a huge hit. Like everywhere, yeah. everyone. It was like. You know, everyone related to it. The kid is just Macaulay Culkin's just so cute and funny. Uh, well, I think it and it does it. I think it does a really amazing job, and I think it was good for the '90s again of just like of of making everything relatable, making everything it's aspirational and relatable all at the same time. Of of even this big fancy fucking family has the same can fuck up just as much as you fuck up. There is no fuck up that is unforgivable. It, this movie is about forgiveness, and I think that that that's what the holidays are about and reconciliation and. And that's why it is an enduring classic. Yeah, and they just they managed to like capture a million like quotable moments and like memorable vignettes and scenes. Like everyone's always like, "Keep that change, yeah, filthy animal," like that kind of thing. It's like you know that 
That wasn't like a movie that that was a movie they made for this movie. It wasn't like yeah. some old classic that they had found or anything. Well, and like the um the we did Santa Claus and it's about in the same time and people love Santa Claus but it's somehow it's not as iconic as Yeah, this. it feels yeah. more commercialized somehow. <laughs> it feels cheap. It does. It feels cheap. Bit. Um but uh like a cheap plastic Santa. <laughs> like a toy fake Santa. That was the third one. <laughs> oh, God. The Santa Claus 3. <laughs> yeah. If you're in the Christmas spirit, you can go back and listen to our Santa Claus episodes from last year. <laughs> Do it. They're great. <laughs> um, but that's going to bring us to the end. Uh, up next, we've got Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Yeah. That sounds pretty scary. I don't know if I'd want to be lost in New York as a now probably 10-year-old. I don't know when it uh, – I didn't look to see when, the, when it came out. How I think it's 92. It Okay, so he's probably ten, yeah. Yeah. Um he but, gets lost uh, in New York and the hijinks ensue. He, yeah. he watches the first three seasons of Lost in New York. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Wait, but season three, was that the Nikki and Paolo season? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> That's why he stopped. Oh uh, <laughs> god. I think that was actually season four? Season three, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, All right, everybody, hang on while we discuss Lost for a few <laughs> more minutes. Uh, <laughs> you're listening to Lost, the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, I don't remember this one as much, so I'm interested to uh, rewatch. Oh my it. god, oh. really? Yeah, I sorry. remember this one so much more. Okay. I don't. I honestly don't. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next you week. You stop that. I'm you just... referencing the movie. I don't even know what you're doing. So I'm just making bird noises over here. That's fine. Please email us your suggestions for the new year uh, to sequelrights at gmail.com and find us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at sequelrights. And rate and review us on iTunes. Four stars, five stars, one star. All of them go on top of trees. We're happy with all of them. <laughs> and uh, thanks again for my brother. Uh, <laughs> He's just blah, glad blah. to have a brother. brother. Thanks for my brother. He's member. like, uh, I just really like family. I just, I'm just so happy that he came back after I wished him away. As soon as you guys leave, I'll be home alone oh, myself. <laughs> uh, thanks to my brother for the new music at the top of the show. I hope you guys are loving it. Let us know. Let him know. He'd love to hear your feedback. Um, anyways... Christmas carries on next week with Home Alone 2. <laughs> the Christmas season rages on. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nutcracker joke for anybody who saw that movie. Oh, nutcracker jokes. <laughs> Anyways, we'll see you guys next week. Home Alone 2, we're moving to New York, the movie. <laughs>